Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Lisa, I am so excited for our guest today. Me too. Shane Webbin joined the Harrisburg School District as the Fine Arts Director this year. For the previous five years, he was part of the administrative team at Memorial Middle School. And before that, he taught K-12 music and choir in several schools in Sioux Falls and Del Rapids. He's a graduate of O'Gorman High School and has a vocal and instrumental music education degree from Augustana College. Woo-hoo! Stop second. We got to bring that up. School! Go Vikings! Woo woo! Just saying. As you guys will hear throughout the podcast, this is a <laughs> Augie versus USF podcast because he may have got his undergrad from Augustana College, but he finally got the one that's paying the bills, the master's degree from the University oh, of Sioux Falls please. in school administration and educational technology. He and his husband live in downtown Sioux Falls where they can be seen frequently at theater and music events in the area. Shane enjoys singing in choirs practicing his piano skills, and is currently studying French so he better communicates with his in-laws in Quebec, Canada. I think that's so cool. I think is going to be something we're going to have to talk with Shane about is finding out why he's kind of got this lifelong learning passion of wanting to know more. Yeah, for sure. But let's start with his why. Why he became an educator. Shane, welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, Very excited to share with you guys a little bit. I think I always recall wanting to be a teacher and it kind of evolved with what I wanted to teach. I always knew that teaching the content was just merely the vehicle to work with students and to help students. I think back to elementary school with my elementary school music teacher, Mrs. Botts, who just really instilled that passion for music, but I didn't think it was music that I wanted to teach. Really? Actually through... Uh, quite a bit of high school, I thought, well, I really want to be a Spanish and English <laughs> teacher, is what I thought. And then I had a wonderful choir director, Melanie Brink, who gave me some leadership opportunities in high school choir. And that really inspired me to think about music as the content to help me fulfill that why, being able to work with students in, in a classroom and really having a lot of fun expressing passion of music and creating music with students. And thanks, Ms. Brink, because you are phenomenal at your job and I've heard you sing. Hello. You have an amazing voice. Oh, thank you. So talented. So talented. But I think it's I think it even goes as far back to even talking a little bit about your elementary experience of like what is it about elementary music teachers that just can hook kids so quickly on the love of music? It's all about the the relationship that they create with the students and how they're able to link their love of music with students through, I really believe, their love of, of students. Right. And it shows from the moment you, you hear an elementary school teacher sing with students, you, you just hear that love in their voice. Yeah. And that's what I remember most yeah. about my elementary school teacher. Very cool. All right, Shane, we're going to move on to, in September, we had the Arts and Education Month, which I think is amazing. Um, how do you think that went, and what did it look like for you? 
it was really a great opportunity to highlight students. Uh, My goal with it was to highlight the opportunities our students have because of fine arts, music, visual arts, performing arts. It was a time that we could showcase the great things they do. We know that our kids are doing great things every day, right? but these arts really open extra doors for students. We had students talk about being able to travel because of of music, to perform in honor choirs through the region, state, uh, across the country. Mm -hmm. That's because of music. They were able to perform in the choir, meet new people, have new experiences beyond just what was in the classroom. Right. A heartwarming story about an elementary student who created a piece of artwork that then raised money to help other people. That's what art can do is that it opens also up the opportunity for service for students that was my goal for celebrating and promoting the arts in September to highlight not just the wonderful work our teachers do, but to highlight the doors that are open because of the arts for our students. That's amazing. And I think you bring up an interesting topic or idea because every area has a month. I think every cell, you know, we've got <laughs> There's a this national we, something day, yes. Every day, you know. But how do we... How do we make the arts part of what we do with kids every single day and be something that taps into our content areas, but it also, like you said, is is the pathway forward for a lot of different opportunities for our kids in Harrisburg? How do we... To express themselves, basically. How do we we build that? Those opportunities when students can incorporate art into what they're doing in the content area, we know engages all kinds of new areas of their brain. And it really helps that content to stick. And that's one reason we teach fine arts and have fine arts in our schools. But it's not the reason we have fine arts. Fine arts aren't serving another continuary, social studies (laughs) or science, but really going hand in hand, being a part of helping students become well-rounded learners. We have to allow our students the opportunity to express themselves. And for many students, it's through the arts. For some students, it's through other opportunities, right? Just mm. such as athletics or being able to participate in a robotics league. Those are things that really allow students to express themselves, really highlight their learning. I just happen to be a proponent that music <laughs> and art tend to be well beneficial for all students. So. And you bring up a good point. We talked about athletics. That's one of the reasons we started a school play in my school was because that wasn't an opportunity that were there for students. Yeah. And a lot of these kids who had never been exposed, a lot of them athletes, all of a sudden they loved you know, being in a play and they couldn't wait to audition and they've kept going all the way through high school right. and beyond and, and they never had that opportunity before because they'd always grown up with just doing one you know, specific thing. So I know I would have never been an athlete, but I had a junior <laughs> high. <laughs> That's true. I, you know, I, I was never successful at it. And we tried soccer and t-ball and all those things, but it was a junior high teacher who got me involved in theater that mm. That was yeah. my group. That was my, those were oh, my people. people. That's yes. what I, that's what I could do and found the home there. And that was my hook then. Right. And can I just say theater people? I mean, they're theater, that's a family. That's a <laughs> yep. family right yep. there. Theater people. I, well, and I mean, to throw a, I guess the stone a little bit at the university of Sioux Falls, <laughs> the theater department there does such an incredible job with, um, their musical because Kim Bartling, when she was our theater director, she brought 
the athletes to the stage. Right. Like she wanted the football players a part of yeah. the the musical, you know. And so it, it's really tapping in and sharing that passion with everybody because I think everybody's got a piece of yeah. it that can come alive. Yeah. You know, Kim Bartling, I met 20-some years ago when I was in high school. She was my drama director. She still remembers me by name today. Aww. It's She's, the relationship. Yeah. She taught me to be a well-rounded drama student too. Nice. Yeah. She impacted my I mean, the reason I was at USF was A, to play golf. Uh, but <laughs> I, I got plugged into theater and got plugged into Kim and her work. And just it was an incredible experience because yeah. of that, you know, and it opened up a lot of a lot more doors for me because of that. So have you ever heard of John Mogan? Mogan's oh, Heroes? Yes. Okay. Back when I was in high school, he was our high school musical teacher and he encouraged the entire football and basketball team to try out for show choir. Yes. And all of a sudden these athletes were in show choir <laughs> and I'm like, what are they yep. doing here? But it was so much fun and they all loved it and it was a you know great opportunity. So we just talked about a lot of the positive experiences that fine arts really provide for our kids. But yep. I think there are if we're gonna attack some problems, there's some obstacles that fine arts have to maybe look at overcoming or trying to get the messaging out there differently. So Shane, I'd be interested to know your take or your approach to really making fine arts something bigger than maybe what we've seen before. You know, our kids are so busy. Even our mm -hmm. young elementary students, yeah. middle school students, their time is filled up and that is probably one of the biggest obstacles that I see I agree. for fine arts participation is that kids are just busy yeah. and they want to be involved in different things and they might be involved in dance outside of school and that's filling many hours of their evenings yeah. which might get in the way with being able to participate in a school sponsored program for example. Mm -hmm. That is what I see for many of our families. Yeah. They're trying to juggle what's the best choice for their their, their learner where do we spend our time and our resources? Um, I think too, we off we hear arguments about arts are, are cut because we have such an emphasis on math and yeah. reading and yeah. science. And, yeah. and we are very lucky that in this area we continue to support right. art programs, fine art programs. We do a fantastic job here in Harrisburg supporting fine arts. Are there places in the country where that is becoming a problem, where programs are being cut? For sure. For sure, definitely. Yeah. But we, again, have to remember that one thing, fine arts can support those other areas, but we need to support fine arts for what they are. Is that right. They, they help students express themselves. They help students engage their brain in different ways. And we should support fine arts for themselves. Should be valued. I mean, it exactly. should be valued just as much as math or reading or anything else. I mean, it really is part of the core curriculum. And a big shout out to Harrisburg School District because they really have supported that for their learners is great quality fine art programs and lots of success. You've seen tons of success. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I well, I think of I think of even just in the summertime how creative our theater department has gotten with the, the theater camp mm -hmm. and the exposure that we can, you know, so it's, it's even sometimes thinking differently about how do we expose kids to these different fine arts activities or opportunities so that when they do have to make a choice, they've kind of gotten to experience it mm -hmm. rather than just maybe the unknown. So I, I, I think, you know, the department itself has started to think 
outside the box of like how do we expose kids to right. to some of these things. And I have a lot of experience with middle school and that mindset of exploratory is just ingrained in who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Kids have that option to try many things. They can try family consumer science, they can try art, they can try IT, many different things. Yeah. And then they can make some choices. Find their passion. Find their passion. And I don't want right. to limit our students at an early age, pigeonhole them into one direction when they haven't explored. Yep. Right. Absolutely. All right, Shane, we're going to move on to, if you had a vision, like what would your vision for the fine arts program be and how could we help in keeping those programs alive and growing? Sure. I started the year with our fine arts teachers by telling them that my goal is that I am able to help support in creating the best curricular and co-curricular programs oh. that we can. That that's my role as fine arts director is to be able to support them in creating these sure. just fantastic programs. And I said our theme is that I use the phrase hashtag tiger best huh. and that we are creating our best self our best learner, our best creator, and our best performer. I like that. <laughs> and, and with that goes allowing teachers to be their best, yeah. that they can really shine because our teachers not only are quality educators, but they have amazing talents in the fine arts. Yeah. Our art teachers are artists. Oh, Our so music creative. teachers are musicians, and many of them have advanced degrees in these areas not just in education, but in their maybe performing instrument area or a particular type yeah. of art. They are true experts, and they really have to be given the opportunity to be their best. And their passion is there as well, mm-hmm. you know, and they get to share that then. Mm-hmm. So, I, And that's how we keep, we keep our programs going. We get the right people in our classrooms, mm-hmm. these teachers who are passionate about what they're doing, passionate about kids, passionate about teaching, so that they can help share that with their students. We have to encourage our students to pursue, explore different areas, different mm-hmm. passions. Take some risks. When, exactly. When they, and when they do take those risks and they're successful, we build them up and we yeah. encourage. When they aren't successful in their risks, we either help them through that failure, yes. help them pick them up, help them try it again, or we say, hey, have you tried this instead? Right. You know, <laughs> Another direction. Yeah. Art isn't... Creating a piece of artwork isn't for everyone. Playing yeah. a musical instrument isn't for everyone. Right. But we want to make sure students have the tools that if they want to make that happen, they can. Absolutely. I love that direction. I know, me too. Under leadership like that, I, I, I think the fine arts will thrive and will continue to grow and will we'll reach more kids with opportunities. So... Thank you, Shane, for, for that. This yeah. show has been incredible, Lisa. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I, I, I just love what Shane is bringing to the podcast of Teach Out Loud, but I also really enjoyed just his, his thought process on what fine arts really can be for kids and for our teachers. He was so focused on that. So yeah. I, I'm, I just appreciate you taking time and visiting with us, Shane, and, and talking through kind of where this is going in Harrisburg. Yeah, and we went up. We we call our show Teach Out Loud, and we want our um, guests to give a shout out. Um, if you had to leave us with one impactful thing that you want our listeners to hear, what would that be? Well, Henri Matisse said, "Creativity takes courage." So be brave, take risks. That's for our teachers. Be brave in what you do in your classroom. Take risks, but it's for our students. Be brave. Try something new. Give it your all. 
it takes a lot of courage when you're producing art because it is a part of you, but be brave. Like us on our social media, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Be a part of the community. Be a part of the solution. And until then, teach out loud. loud.